Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. What's the best way to fish like a local? What if you could book a trip with an experienced local guide with the click of a button? Now you can with Fishing Booker. Now anyone can access enjoyable fishing experiences anywhere. Take the legwork out of setting up that trip and explore more than 30,000 fishing experiences at your fingertips. Just go to fishingbooker.com to get started and book your trip with a local guide. That's fishingbooker.com. Fishing Booker. Fish like a local. Clean and protect your firearms with Riptide Armory. Riptide, a veteran-founded business, is dedicated to producing American-made cleaning chemicals and also dedicated to creating American jobs. And that commitment is embodied in every product that's bottled, labeled, and shipped from their Arvada, Colorado facility. Safe for all firearm types and surfaces. Embrace the power of American ingenuity and protect your firearms with the best. Visit RiptideArmory.com. Hey, this is Tyler Jones, and you're listening to another Big Buck Breakdown from the Element Podcast. Hey there, can I get a name for you, sweet thing? Don't tell me any lies to say. Play your games. Saw you walking down the street just to break your necks. And all I want to know is can I see you again? What's happening, all my woods people? It's a sunshiny day here in Texas, and who knows what kind of day it was when I was talking to our guest today, <laughs> because we love talking about the weather, and uh, there's no telling. I think, actually, our guest, Sam Hogan, the last time we talked, or when we talked to him to do this, was prior to our it, Kansas trip, it right? Was, it was the, no, dude, it was the, the night before you shot the Nameless Buck. Well, no, I'm talking about this time around. Oh, for this one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry, it was before our Kansas trip. I believe yeah. it was a muggy evening, possibly. And there was some rednecks racking some pipes in the background, <laughs> if I remember right. Well, we were hoping that he would bring us luck because the last time we did a big buck breakdown with him last year was was the night before I shot Nameless. It was. And uh, this year we had no such luck. Hey, here's the deal, man. That luck isn't going to come into play until we actually publish the episode. Therefore, tomorrow, which is going to play out to be a really good day, (laughs) that's when the luck's going to start kicking in. I hope the luck starts bright and early in the morning for me. Yeah, I think it will. Because we had a hunt today where we were so close. Ooh, 40 (laughs) yards close. How many close close calls have we had man this i don't year. know i mean do you want to count like kansas and oh, texas yeah. and mean, everything between all our hunts we've had Jeez. like over 10 probably calls. yeah and we just have a couple not passes been able to get it done yeah some passes but a lot of deals with that were like oh well, we got him to 70 or what about oh i got him to five but i couldn't get the camera and the bow on him in time <laughs> exactly. that happened to me a couple weeks ago you know yeah. like it's just crazy how how close you can get and not make it happen. I used to think that, like, when people would say, man, I had him at 20, but I just didn't have a shot. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I understand. It does happen, yeah. you know. But I think I do think that, like, you can do things to put yourself in position to make sure that is minimal. Yeah. And the position that I have put myself in tomorrow is very up close and Ooh, personal. Ooh, he ain't going to be at 20. <laughs> That's right. We uh, So we sat this morning. And we're sitting in a real pretty Schumard oak tree that KC loves. My well, favorite not tree. Just, not just this one, but he loves all Schumards. That's right. And we, um, pretty bright and early, had some does come out. And we actually ended up seeing like five or six does. Well, actually, uh, the first thing we saw was like we were still setting yeah, up. Yeah, we were setting up, and it was gray light. And 
a buck follows a doe right into where we are at. Yeah. Uh, like, what? Well, you saw that doe in the gray light at like 15 yards. Oh, You're yeah. You're like, hey, there's a deer. And we're like, well, all right, there she is. <laughs> My like, bow is still on the ground on the on the pool string. I was putting on a jacket, and I had just finished zipping it up when I, when I heard her and turned around. I was like, how did she not see me put that on? But yeah. it was, I guess, dark enough. But, uh, I think we were high enough, too. Like, once mm-hmm. they're close and you're that high, like, they're going to have a hard time seeing you. Right. So that helped. Yeah, for sure. She had a little buck behind her that followed her around and came back through a little bit later. And then we had some does come in. And then uh, a little bit later, had two does come in. And we first saw them, they were moving kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of did this little thing where they crossed this low spot and kind of, they were just in a hurry they were running yeah I mean, like they were the, pretty much running but they had that tail like tucked hard yeah when I see that tail tucked like up inside their legs you know mm. they're like trying to hide that scent yeah and we were like we were like man th- there's gotta be a buck behind her and so we sat there for like 10 minutes at least at least and I was like well I guess this is a joke this is <laughs> this is Texas hunting you know whatever um, and it uh, it actually just took a little bit longer, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, uh, I don't remember who saw I it. I think you saw him, yeah. but, but as soon as you said it, I saw, like, there was one specific trail that we could kind of see a pocket through about 60 yards that pretty much every deer this morning took. Yeah. Oh, minus yeah. those, like, first daylight deer, which they may have taken it as well. We just mm-hmm. didn't see them up there. But, right. uh, yeah, and pretty sure we've seen this buck on camera. Not... Not the target, but a shooter buck mm-hmm. for sure. And I think this is a buck that I was going to shoot. But we were. What happened when the deer came in is that we were trying to determine if it was a buck that Tyler has been pursuing for a while, or if it's one that like we just found. And we're trying to shuffle the camera back and forth and figure out who's shooting this and that. And then he only makes it to about forty yards, and we're trying to grunt him, and he will not. Like hey, not break thing. trail. No, he stopped like for like a second one time and looked and then just like nose to the ground. He's basically running. Oh, zigzagging too. Like yeah. just hot. Like this is. I told Tyler to understand. This is probably the hottest buck that I have seen on public land in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Like man, it was he was getting neat, after dude. it. I mean, I think that. Well, we we rattled at him and he still didn't even look. No, he didn't care about I mean, that. He was done. And then. Um, we about ten fifteen. We think he came back through. Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure if it was him or not because neither time did we get a good look at him. Mm-hmm. And he, both times he was like forty yards from us, and we're just in thick stuff. You know, it's hard. To, it's hard to see where we're hunting. And yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah, didn't get a great look at him, and he came, or possibly him came back through. Mm-hmm. And, and that is kind of <laughs> what led you to make the decision to make yet another move that's right with steep tree stand locations <clears throat> so we moved the stand basically to the trail and it's kind of it's a the wind that i'm going to be hunting in the morning is very finicky uh variable <clears throat> northerly wind and i think it's going to be i think it's going to be all right but it's just so hard to tell in there i think hey dude and, I told you in there, it's a killing tree, man. Like, you're right on them, and... The thing is, they'll be coming from upwind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, if nothing else, when they get downwind of me and smell me, they'll just continue on their path Mm -hmm. further down, which if they're does, that'll still leave me a good scent trail on the trail that I'm on. Yeah. And so, I'm really, really excited about it. I mean, I'm, I'm five yards or so from one trail, and then the next trail that we had some does come down... Uh, which is right beside it, obviously, is 12 yards or so. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean... That's 12 yards from where I, I was standing that, on that trail? Maybe 15, but, man... It's it, less. It's a 20-yard pin or less, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's going to be basically... I'm going to have to... I'm in a tiny tree. It's probably like 8 inches in diameter. And um, I'm going to probably have to stand up and <clears throat> look down the direction that I'm that those deer are coming from in the mornings. Um, and just be ready, bow mm-hmm. in hand, like you said. And you said it's a killing tree, and that's how I feel, man. Like it's one of those trees that you just feel good about, and you're gonna, you're gonna get it done, you know. And and he's by the time you see him, he's gonna be thirty five yards max, you know. Max, max. You're and probably then, gonna see him when he pops up out of that low spot, like at like yards. yes, <laughs> it's gonna be gonna be up in your grill. Yeah, so. <laughs> Pretty excited about that, um, and that's what tomorrow morning kind of looks like for me. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know, if that happens, then we'll have to do a big buck breakdown of that. But Woo, man, uh, I'm fired up about it today. We've got a big book breakdown with Sam Hogan. Yeah. We're excited about it. Sam had a really cool public land hunt for this deer. Uh, it's been a while since we did this, but it was like a city draw. Kind yeah. Of thing, so right? like, it's like one of those hunts that could be kind of overlooked by a lot of people. You know, it's not just like a general WMA or whatever, and it's not a general entry thing. I think he had to put in for this tag, drew the tag. And I think like he says something about, I don't remember if you said this on the podcast or just us talking, but like people walk their dogs and stuff like mm-hmm. near where he's hunting and mm-hmm. stuff, you know? So yeah. kind of a neat, cool little little aspect to hunting, you know, like deer or deer, no matter where they're at. And that's always what's cool about it, man. You like, know what's also cool and sad at the that? same time is that <clears throat> Sam hung his stand and didn't feel good about it and took his gut feeling up 100 yards to the tree that he killed a buck on. We'd have done that today. Who? Yeah, I yeah. was talking about it this morning. I was like, man, I feel like we need to move up there, but it's so risky just to do that at 8.30 in the morning. Oh, and my if gosh. we'd have done it, that deer would have come right back by us. I'm going to puke. But who knows? <laughs> on we, might air. Shot. <laughs> we might not have got a shot. The wind was actually really, uh, like you said, 90 degrees or so different than it was supposed to be so yeah. it was really a tough win for us and i don't know that we wouldn't have gotten smelled when he was coming back you know mm-hmm. um but i'm really excited about the morning and i'm really excited about this podcast with sam um real quick make sure you've got a couple more days here before we call out the winner so make sure you're following us on instagram and we will call the winners of the four Onyx annual premium memberships. That's right. Yep. Well, that's right. Be ready for that on Thursday. And also, we are publishing some of the day-by-day stuff from the Kansas trip Woo-hoo. currently. I think day three is out day right now, right? Out, just and day three is intense. Mm-hmm. Super intense moment at the end. Actually, super intense day in general. Yeah. So uh, make sure that you are following along on that. Like, subscribe, comment on the video if you think something's awesome or if you think we're stupid for doing something and help mm-hmm. us learn how to be better hunters because <laughs> we know that our listeners are better hunters than we are because y'all are killing all the deer and we can't <laughs> kill nothing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's hard to watch, but uh, we have had some really close calls and i think that uh if we continue to kind of stay in the game i think we're gonna end up all right this year that's right um also i am looking to possibly buy some trail cameras so if anybody has a lead (laughs) on some cheap trail cameras (laughs) let me know because uh i i need some pretty inexpensive ones and uh we've we've kind of been we have an old one that just doesn't work anymore and you know it's just uh-huh. kind of one of those things where we're starting to dwindle and i lost one the other day that yeah. wasn't fun yeah. one of the uh old like the old guard of trail cameras mm-hmm. one i've had since like i think 14 2014 Dude, picked up so many shooters on this camera it's oh like, man it's got the juju it's man. like i gotta get this thing sent in it's a bush nail and i gotta get this thing sent in and fixed just because it's like been so good to me yeah you know? yeah and you know i don't know I think that there's something, I don't know, maybe there's something to be said about that. Like just, you know, you don't, you never know what your trail camera is missing, I guess, sometimes, you know, so. Well, we know what the trail camera that we had set out today was missing. Yeah. Because it's, it's the trail camera we've picked up some really good deer on, Mm -hmm. but not a deer one that we saw today got picked up by that camera or the last time. Last time we hunted in Mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So pretty interesting thing there so if you don't have a whole much on trail camera uh, that makes you want to go out and hunt or whatever just you might keep in mind that you could be 20 yards off that's right you know? so, that's right man anyway so old speaking, sam uh didn't need a trail camera one to kill his big buck, that's right he? i was gonna say speaking of being 20 yards off this guy made a short move to kill this deer and he's gonna tell us about it right now what do you think sounds good all right all right, so now on the phone we have Sam Hogan. He's a good buddy of ours. We've gotten to know Sam over the last few years, and you've probably heard him on, was it episode five, Casey? I think that's right. Okay, yeah. so he was on episode five. Um, anyway, you no longer work with Fourth Arrow, but you're just you're just a good, a good guy to talk to, man, and a buck slayer, and uh, you have done it again, man. Uh, where was this buck killed? So, well, I mean, thanks for having me on. Sure, and, yeah, I don't uh, need the GPS location, by the way. I just, <laughs> just the state is fine. Well, you you couldn't hunt it even if I gave you the GPS coordinates. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's actually a county owned park that um, that it's a lottery system to to hunt it, oh, and cool. uh, ah. I put into a couple of them every year. And uh, and I was fortunate enough. This was my first time. Uh, admittedly, I had never stepped foot on this property because I didn't think there was a chance of me getting it. 
because there's a lot of guys that apply. But I, I, I got drawn for the first season, and uh, and that was that. Sweet, dude. Man, that's awesome. So this this it's public land, but it's a drawing system, I guess, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So the first time you step foot on the property – Run us, run us through what you're seeing and how, and how you ended up coming to conclusions that led you to hunt in the spot that you killed this buck. Oh, boy. That is a more loaded question than you, you think it is. <laughs> um, so it was – I had engagements in the morning, and uh, so I didn't get out in the morning hunt. And this time of year, I'm, I'm not afraid of them, but going into a property blind, I, I certainly wanted to uh, – to step foot on the after during the afternoon and hunt it in the afternoon, so I could at least see what I was hunting. Uh, so I got out there around twelve thirty one o'clock, which is stupid early. And uh, part of the reason I did that is uh, just because it was probably forty mile an hour wind and sleet and rain, just thirty eight degrees. I think it was. It was it was cold and wet and and frankly pretty pretty miserable (laughs) and um i wanted to get out there before any of these other guys who also got drawn to hunt it uh got out there so i I didn't want to mess up their stuff and i just wanted to to get a lay of the land uh i had never been on that piece and pulling down this uh this cul-de-sac where you go park um it's like a there's there's people with dogs walking around there's i mean it's it's pretty crazy and uh driving down i noticed immediately to my uh it would be south immediately to my south is a giant clear cut and um it had probably been clear cut 10 10 probably 10 years ago and it was just overgrown with autumn olive a bunch of a bunch of just junk that made it impenetrable and uh so i immediately took note of that and uh, noticed that it was kind of scattered throughout the property. There were pieces of this. Uh, so I started walking around, and, and the more I walked around, the more I realized that there are trails, like dog walking trails and bike trails, going absolutely everywhere. So I was like, all right, got to find a spot kind of away from this stuff uh, just because it, it's more for my comfort. I, I guess mm-hmm. I don't want to be seeing people walking by <laughs> as I'm trying to hunt. Right, yeah. Um, so, frankly because of this downpour i wasn't seeing a lot of sign as far as tracks and uh the wind was blowing a lot of leaves into the scrapes and i mean the only thing that was abundantly clear was there were a ton of acorns everywhere to the point where like you couldn't even pick an oak tree to hunt because there were 60 60 of them within 100 yards yeah Um, Mm. it, it was just an overabundance of of acorns yeah um but I, I kind of keyed in on, on some scrapes. Um, so I, I took notice of what direction the wind was blowing. I cut basically between a, a house and one of the clear cuts and uh, made my way to um, we made my way around the clear cut, kind of looking at the outside, seeing if I could find any uh, scrape lines and rub lines coming out of it. Um, I ended up getting close to a bunch of bedded deer and realized that, uh, that I was going to try and hunt this clear cut. Um, so ended up setting up probably a hundred yards off of the clear cut, getting all set up, uh, sat there for probably 25 minutes and just, it's one of those things where I'm sure you guys have had it before. You're like, you know, this just doesn't feel like the right spot. Mm-hmm. It feels and, and I'm, I'm always kind of battling, like, all right, do I actually move? Like, do I take this uh, gut feeling seriously and move, or do I just uh, quit being a little indecisive kid <laughs> yeah. and just and just sit here and tough it out and shoot a big buck when it walks by me? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I was kind of fighting, and I mean, taking down a running gun set is is it probably only takes me about five minutes, but it's like a lot of work and I'm already sweating because I oh, yeah. wore too much clothes. I mean, it was, <laughs> it's a process. Yeah. And, uh, ultimately about 
half an hour, um, no, probably an hour before dark. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. This doesn't feel right at all. This wind is swirling down here. I'm, I'm going to pack up and move up, like right up against the clear cut. I want to see the clear cut. So I, uh, I did that. I moved about a hundred yards and the only tree, cause you're not allowed to trim stuff. Mm-hmm. The only tree is a, is a dead maple. And keep in mind, it's like 40 mile an hour wind. Oh man. And I'm like, you, you know what? We're, we're going to make this dead maple work. Yeah. So, uh, so I get up in it and naturally it's swaying every which way, uh, to the point where this is going to sound stupid, but I did not harness myself in because if that yeah. tree went, I didn't want to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it, I'm sure, I'm sure that just triggered a lot of people but <laughs> I, calculated I risk right <laughs> yeah 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 um but anyway no sooner do i get set up and i'm uh put put an arrow in and kind of get settled in probably about 10 minutes after i see this buck uh kind of working his way down the out of the clear cut clearly just got up from his bed in there he was shook off and then kind of walked in uh and he's incredibly wary just because of how much wind. So I'm uh, I'm sitting there bracing or getting ready for a probably a 20, 25 yard shot where I think he's going to come in. And at about fifty five yards, he uh, he takes a sharp right into the oaks. And uh, at this point, I'm like, all right, well, this is it. I practice regularly out to eighty, ninety yards. So I'm very confident with 50 yards and the reason uh the reason i would ever even shoot that at a deer um was in this case i didn't think you would hear me because of how heavy and strong the wind was so i thought i my chances of getting a shot off that that buck does not react to were uh were pretty high mm-hmm. so a 50 yard shot at a at a seemingly stationary target seemed seemed very very doable for me so i uh I started to come to full draw, and I won't mention the name of the release, <laughs> but I've had it recently where it will not close all the way. Uh-huh. So I have, uh, I came to about uh, 5% of my draw, and boom, the arrow just sails about four feet away from my tree and falls. Mm. Man. <laughs> And and this buck has no idea, but he's also walking towards the oaks. He's probably 10, 10 yards away from my last shooting line. So instant panic in, ensues, and I'm trying to reach for my quiver, grab another arrow, get get everything set up, and uh, finally do that, come to full draw. I don't have to grunt stop him because he's uh, sniffing at a scrape. And uh, I drew, he was at... 53 yards and i put my uh i have a slider i put it at 45 yards and aimed center mass um when i shot that buck dropped so i didn't think he was going to move at all and he dropped and my arrow went where i what i thought was right over him um and i was just pissed i was uh <laughs> i was livid more at myself than anything i was like that's yeah. stupid why did i do that and like at least i'm glad it didn't hit him and he ran off fine we're good mm-hmm. uh, so i immediately just get down and i'm like i know there's half an hour of shooting light left but i'm just gonna get my arrow and get out of here uh, so i get down go look I can't find my arrow anywhere and I've shot into a bunch of CRP and swamp stuff. And, uh, I was like, well, after half an hour, it was getting dark. Said, all right, I'm going to go pack up my stand, come back out. Um, looked for another half an hour for my arrow, still nothing. And, uh, there's no, I looked for blood and hair as well. And there's nothing there. So I'm like, well, I miss this deer. I'm cold. I'm miserable kind of kind of pissed um mm-hmm. i'm just gonna get out of here but i want to do my due diligence and kind of at least maybe i'll follow the trail and and i'll find the arrow and maybe I, I don't know i don't know what happened maybe there's a chance i hit this thing and i find some blood um so i'm i'm walking the trail that he ran off on and about 50 yards into it i find just 
great blood. <laughs> and <laughs> really, I went from like the lowest of lows to, to, I guess I wasn't at a high yet because at this point I'm like, all right, I, I thought I missed this deer. So who knows where I hit it? Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I was pretty sure, um, it was a clean miss and I'm like, well, if I hit it, I mean, it's probably like a back strap because I thought I'd shot over mm-hmm. and, uh, and about 20 yards after that, I find my arrow and it's got about 12 inches of, of really good blood on it. And then, um, and then he obviously knocked it off and some of this, uh, some of this thick stuff and about 15 yards after that, he's piled up. Oh my and, goodness, uh, man. <laughs> what, what actually happened is, uh, is I shot him in the heart. <laughs> what? what I thought, what I thought happened, my arrow did go high. Like it went that, that buck dropped and my arrow from my perspective was going over it. What actually happened is, because it was at 53 yards, that buck was back up by the time the arrow got to him. So that buck dropped and then was back up. So I shot him as if he hadn't moved an inch, but he had dropped and rebounded by that time. And I listened to your guys' podcast on, uh, on shot placement. And, uh, I can't remember who the guest was on that one, but Bill Winky, maybe all of those things. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Yep, it was Bill. Dude, he's so and, he's uh, so good on that stuff, man. It, it it almost made me like afraid to shoot deer. I'm like, <laughs> me too. man, me what too. is gonna happen when I shoot this thing? Is it is it looking at me? Can it hear me? Can it see my arrow? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But but all these things are kind of going through my mind, and and my lighted knock didn't light up when I shot. So that that was another factor in there that I was quite confident i saw it go high as that deer ducked but i i couldn't exactly uh follow it as as it got out there closer to the deer mm-hmm. so that deer ducked got back up and i hit him like almost too low like i hit him right in the heart but like it was about an inch high of where the white meets the brown yeah wow um, and so it was it was shocking to me that that was the uh, that was where I hit that buck, but um, but I was obviously thrilled when I found him. It was it was like going from the lowest to lowest to the highest to highs, in yeah, like a matter of twenty minutes. So <laughs> it was a it was a it was a really cool feeling. I'm uh, I'm super fortunate to to uh, have that buck on the ground. I leave for Colorado on uh, on Tuesday, so. I won't be getting to do a whole lot of uh, whitetail hunting for the rest of this season. So that was a uh, that was a very fortuitous buck. Yeah. yeah, man, way to stay diligent on that. Like, I feel like most people would have given up pretty quick on a twelve dollar arrow, you know, or whatever it might cost. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's awesome, dude. And, so, and, well, I was just gonna say, like, I I had given up on the arrow rather quickly. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I was just I was just at the point where I'm like. I really just, I don't want to be leaving a deer here if I did somehow hit it. Yeah, Like, sure. I just needed confirmation one way or another. And I was fully expecting negative confirmation, but uh, fortunately, it uh, it swung the other way for me. Yeah, man, and that's crazy. So, um, you know, I know you use the slider, and I'm, I'm like you. I like to shoot a long ways, um, but mm-hmm. I've had kind of similar experiences with animals jumping the string and stuff to where i'm kind of scaling my whitetail range back a touch um and then like the lighted knock didn't go off for you do you do you think that uh i don't know how, how to really phrase this but are you going to adjust how much you rely on technology in the future after this experience or do you think it was just a coincidence and that stuff works good for you most of the time you know i this is a conversation i've had with some of my buddies in the past even even on a on a more fundamental scale like a a rest like a whisker biscuit yeah Mm. sure i i i love a whisker biscuit i just love it it can't fail can't drop not nothing really moves on it um (laughs) i i just i'm a big fan of simplicity i know we were just talking prior to this podcast about uh simplicity in in life in general but Mm -hmm. in hunting uh I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, so I've, I've 
I plan on switching everything uh, everything back a little bit. I yeah. still want to use lighted knocks yeah. because in the occasion that they do work, they're awesome. Yeah. But I don't want to be in this situation where I'm uh, I'm relying on it, and uh, and and that goes not as much for lighted knocks, but for arrow rests and uh, I mean, there's a million and a half gadgets out there that you can you can buy and and try and utilize to your advantage when hunting, and um, that's just something that I've I've tried to kind of steer clear of and. and take it a little a little simpler mm-hmm. to the point where this year i found myself leaving my camera at home quite a bit like this was my first buck i've i think i've ever shot that wasn't filmed yeah wow. so it was it was um it, it was just kind of a a fallback year for me where i'm like you know what i'm just gonna i just want to hunt yeah for, yeah for so long it was it was do it for this shot or do it for that shot and and i just wanted to go out and um, in this situation, learn a new property and, and see if I could apply my knowledge and, uh, and have it pay off in the form of a encounter or, or best case scenario, uh, a buck. So, yeah. Yeah. So I like to answer your question. That's, uh, that's exactly how I feel about technology. <laughs> <laughs> I like the peered in approach, man. That's cool. Uh, so you're saying you're going to go to a self bow next year. Have you got a good tree picked out that you're going to carve it out of? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Well, I have tried the the longbow approach, and yeah. that did not work for me. Yeah, it's um, kind of tough. It was it was it was just, they call it a struggle stick for a reason. Yeah, it's uh it's it's tough. Yeah, I missed a ton a, of respect for everybody who does it. I missed a bull elk at eleven yards with mine in twenty thirteen, and pretty much uh, ever since then. If, put it down except for the hogs and rabbits so it's <laughs> yeah. just you know it kind of bites you in the rear every once in a while but so yeah uh i guess kind of going with the technology thing for a little bit are you going to stick with that slider site or are you going to go back to a fixed pin see i've had my fixed pins malfunction more than my sliders yeah so i i don't think i'll change from my my slider mm-hmm. um i think for me personally i i kind of off and on fight target panic a little bit yeah and i think most archers actually actually do they just don't don't know it or don't talk about it a whole lot mm-hmm. um for me a slider with a single pin is more simple than um, a, a multi-pin i don't like coming to full draw and then having to uh to count down yardage like yeah, right, 20 sure. 30 40 all right so so for me, if I can do that before I get into my my shot sequence, it's uh, it's a lot it's a lot more simple for my my brain to wrap my head around what I'm doing. I sure. need to shoot this deer using this pin. I'm not trying to figure out what pin I'm using, and then I want to shoot the deer. Yeah, yeah, so, that, that makes sense. I, I shoot a seven pin sight, which is the exact opposite of what you do. <laughs> and, but yeah. I've never really thought about it in your way. I've just always thought about a, a slider being you know uh something you have to fiddle with but i mean i guess it does really clear up your side picture so i don't know i've looked at maybe trying to do like a three pin slider or something like that you know just to because I, I do like the having the ability to go from 20 30 40 at full draw so you know yeah. I'd, I'd like to be able to do that some so another story that you reminded me of earlier so that arrow that doinked off of <laughs> your release i don't know if yeah. i've told this on the podcast or not so you're gonna you're, we're gonna experiment with this now um I also had a release experience that was fun. I wanted to tell you about real quick. Uh, I was um, at an archery shop and (laughs) had left my release at home and wanted to shoot a Triax because I was going to purchase one. And um, I was like, I told them, oh, this is what I have. And they're like, oh, here, this is pretty much the same thing, just the newer version. Well, it wasn't because it was the kind that you have to, like, engage the trigger. Like, you have to push it forward to make it lock okay. in place and i had my si- situation was similar to yours except i flung this uh demo model triax across the room about 10 yards <laughs> because my release went off <laughs> and i was like okay <laughs> sorry about your 1200 bow guys <laughs> so, so you flung the whole bow i flung the bow and the arrow yes they went in different directions actually so kind of crazy <laughs> well, which which did you have better aim with um you know 
I'd say the bow went further, so I'll go with the bow. <laughs> well, well, I hear your release story, and and if we have time, I will raise you one more. Let's hear it. I've I've got one <laughs> okay. too. I've got okay. one too. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll keep her going. Hold on. Um, Let me tell mine first because it's pretty. It's pretty basic. It's and yours. Yeah. I feel like it's going to blow mine out of the water. So. Uh, um, I had the same situation happen where I doinked an arrow like literally three yards out in front of me in 2016 on a shooter buck that kind of came through my through my shooting lanes pretty quick and because of that doink like I didn't end up getting a shot at this buck big old buck man and And that was your only year to not shoot a buck up there too yeah that that was the first year I hadn't shot a buck since I was probably 15 so so did you doink the re- like? Did you? I think I, I like I, that we're using this word so frequently. <laughs> yeah. I think I it's brushed the, I believe that I brushed the trigger, so it was like okay. my own fault. But I had like I haven't even in practicing, which I practice quite a bit. Uh, I have never had that happen, and I just like I'm pulling back, and literally like like you said, I got like maybe three percent of the way back and like brush the trigger as i'm pulling and it just shoots this arrow it's like literally just enough speed to like knock the arrow off you know off the string basically i was like oh my gosh so and and that's why you didn't shoot a buck basically that's why that that hurts yeah i know it i know it dude so anyway tell us tell us this grand story now okay so I've been to the Archery Trade Association show, um, I think, three times now. And uh, that the most recent time was not this January, not January 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was there, I was there with, I was still working at uh, Fourth Arrow at the time. And uh, the guys across the hall were the prime guys. And they're also from Michigan. So I, I went over and I was like, you know what, the, the new bow was the Synergy that year. And I wanted to kind of go over there and uh, and shoot it for a little bit, and uh, of course there's there's a million and a half people around, and I grab one and 28 inch draw, 65, 70 pounds. I can't remember what it was. I draw it, and I'm I did not draw on the target, which is probably not great. I drew <laughs> kind of over it. Oh my god! Um, and about. This was this was at peak weight. Like we're not talking ten percent of the way back. We're talking sixty five, seventy percent of the way back. <laughs> and she lets loose and hits this concrete wall at the at the Archery Trade Association convention. Oh my Arrow goodness. blows up. Oh like no. everybody, it just gets silent. Uh, everybody's looking at me. I'm like, oh boy. Here we oh go. man, gosh. people tell stories about you, I bet, to their friends. <laughs> oh no, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. They just don't know me until now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, well now me. they're going to know. It was me. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, dude. That is cool. Well, it, it, it gets a little bit better. Um, yeah. So, so I didn't hit the release, and I knew I didn't hit the release because I'm terrified of doing what I just did. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I say, hey, give me another arrow. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to hold it at the target. I'm going to show you that this release is letting arrows through, whether the D loop's too thin or whatever the case is. Um, it did it three more times. Oh in a wow! Row. Wow! So it it was actually the release, and uh, I, again, I won't mentioned that release brand but it's the same release as what i was using Dang. this year so uh, i i guess i should have learned at that point yeah i was thinking but, uh, did they sell you too hard at the ata show or something <laughs> no they didn't and uh the the worst part about this whole thing is i turn around and and uh mr mr levi morgan himself is standing right there uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of watching me like what is this idiot? Amateur. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it, it was a little embarrassing. I just kind of tucked tail and, uh, yeah. and made my way back to my But hey, uh, I mean, it wasn't actually your fault, so yeah. no, no big deal. It's something to laugh about and tell stories on podcast now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I was you, I'd have just been like, yeah, I'm Calvin from Fourth Arrow. I'll see y'all guys later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look me up, my phone number. Yeah, yeah exactly. I got it right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. So, Last time that we did one of these big buck breakdowns, Sam, I am about a hundred, almost a hundred percent sure that 
We did it at night, just like we're doing now. Pretty late. And then the next morning, I got up and I shot a buck. You so did. that was last year. Oh man! And so the, so you didn't really want to hear my story. You just wanted. I just need the luck. You yeah. just wanted the good juju. Yeah. Here is rabbit's foot, man. That's <laughs> okay. what. All right. Yeah. I'm going in I'll the morning. Be rabbit foot any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping that it plays out for me. Are you going to uh, Colorado for elk, or what's the? Are you working out there? What's the deal? No, I'm I'm going on an elk trip. I've Sweet. never been out, and uh, and I'm. I'm hoping to have some KC luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I hope you do too, man. Um, I don't know much about the raffle stuff, or I'd give you some pointers. Uh, pretty much just go where the elk are and shoot one, I guess is all I have to tell you. <laughs> and eat it. Yeah. yeah um, I wore bright you make orange. make it sound real easy. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry I do that because it's not. And uh, I, uh, I, I'm way more lucky than I am good. I guarantee you that. I did wear bright orange boots this year, and I think it helped. So you might try that. I don't know. All right. But, yeah. Well, I'm actually getting new boots, so oh, cool. I have broken in pair, but I'm bringing in a new, bringing another set along because you can't have just one pair of boots. That's right. right. Uh, That's right, man. So maybe I'll try the bright orange thing. There we'll you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Sam, thanks for doing this, man. I, I mean, most people that come on the show to do something with us, they have something to kind of like sell or promote or whatever, and you're not one of those guys, and you're still just doing it, you know, out of the out of the goodness of your heart man so thanks for hopping on the the line with us man and doing this spending your time this evening doing it you make it you make it sound like this it's this big uh it's this big inconvenience to talk to talk to guys about you'd be surprised man some people some people don't have time for us hardly man they're like you said this is going to be five minutes right and i'm like no it's like 45 (laughs) minutes so (laughs) no it's it's my own fault if this is 45 minutes, so we'll, uh, we'll see what this comes out to. Yeah. Hey, yeah. nobody ever said the word pineapple, so you didn't ramble hardly at all. So that, that, yeah. yeah, that was my code word, by yeah. the way, for yeah. everybody yeah. listening. So I'll just go ahead and throw it out there, pineapple. Uh, all right, we'll wrap it up. That's right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, good luck out in Colorado. Hey, thanks, and uh, hope you shoot a big one tomorrow morning. Yeah, dude, I'll send you pictures when I do. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see talk you, to brother. You Thanks, guys. Thanks. Well, cool story. Great buck. Sam's always been a, a good friend, a nice guy, and a good talk on the phone. Um, I'm just ready to go do my part now. Oh, man, me too. <laughs> I'm, I like – you know what's good about this is I like hearing how excited he gets about this stuff because, like, some days – today isn't as bad, but we've had, like, a kind of bad couple of hunting days and some bad stuff outside of, like – outside of hunting but still involved with deer has happened yeah you know yep. and uh i'm kind of rejuvenated a little bit man yeah, yeah because sure. uh actually let's just talk about it a little bit i guess yeah um yesterday on the way home from church i found a deer dead in the ditch that's a deer that i had seen from the stand a lot this year yeah and he was a, talked about him, yeah I, think, on his name, I called him cautious and because he like was always whipping his head around like all freaked out for no reason and uh, he was probably the best two-year-old I've seen in a, quite a while. Yeah. Really tall twos, decent threes, and like five-inch brows. Yeah. You know, really good buck for a two-year-old. And uh, hate to see that deer get hit. And then you passed him. Yeah, yeah, passed him two or three times. Yeah, you had some pretty good encounters. There's actually some videos uh, from the Sweat Equity Sweat Equity Permissions uh, series, permission series. And the property you're hunting is sweat equity. Yeah. And uh, if you want to see that buck, there's a couple of uh, pr- pretty much I think every video we've done from that property. No kidding, just he's there. Like it. every video, it's kind of so, crazy. But and then and he was kind of far from, you know, but n- not super far. He's but like three quarters of a mile. It from was yeah. Where when you, you start talking him. about small like roads and small um, properties and mm-hmm. you know like Bermuda pastures, you know. He I was mean, on crossing his third road. Like, he got hit crossing the third road from the property I hunt. Yeah. You know, so that's that's quite a bit of crossing and moving. And it kind of just lets you know it could be encouraging if it wasn't a dead deer. <laughs> but it's the fact that, like, man, if you don't have a shooter on your place, you know, something can dang sure show up oh, real yeah. quick, especially yeah. this month. But I also found out um, that two deer that I've been hunting are now dead from other hunters. We might um, have talked about one. I can't uh, remember. No brows I talked about. And then the Crab 10 is dead as well. They yeah. both got shot by people. Uh, I had Crab to break 10, the, nose on, the news to you on that yeah, one. Yeah, you did. That was not fun. Crab 10 was uh, 
like definitely one of my shooters and i mean you know more power to the guy it's cool that somebody shot him i guess um but no brows um was gonna get the pass because i thought he was a good three-year-old but um somebody else shot him and that's okay too because i'm sure they're happy with him but uh anyways but man how it's just happy yeah how happy are they <laughs> i don't know um i would have liked to send him as a four but that's okay yeah. um anyways man and then just other you know we talked to a hunter the other day that i think may have uh killed a deer that we knew yeah yeah and, we've uh, we've been uh i don't know we we get to talking and texting a lot of different people and you start finding out about deer that are dying that you've been pursuing and And that's just how it goes right i mean there's going to be more deer next year but sometimes it just feels like man everybody's getting it done but you yeah but that's not the case and you know what if you keep after it's like what you were saying earlier man if we still keep getting close sooner or later it's going to work out yeah you don't have a season of close calls you have a season that has a close call Mm -hmm. and then if you continue to pile those close calls on each other sooner or later you're gonna come out with some success i mean i would think so yeah. man you know so i don't know we've 20 <clears throat> yards this morning man that was the difference 20 yeah. yards i mean it, it, yeah if it really was i mean if we'd have been honestly if we'd have been 10 or 15 yards in a different tree we might have had a lane you know to yeah. shoot at yeah i mean he was close he was in range um it's just unfortunate and and it's also unfortunate unfortunate that we're losing you know we've seemed like we've lost several deer um permission property that i've been on has suddenly kind of gone cold uh but i'm definitely going to spend some time out there probably this week later this week and um if nothing else in hopes of shooting a doe Mm -hmm. out there Uh, i'm not real sure though but anyway it just kind of depends you know on how tomorrow goes but i feel i feel good about tomorrow i'm excited to go out there give it a try and i'm excited to be just point blank up on some deer because i think that might if nothing else that might be what i get to experience tomorrow yeah so uh i don't know it's it's uh there's still hope in the season it's still you know especially here in texas we've still got deer that are fired up oh that but like uh, i said dude that buck this morning was as rutted up as it gets yeah yeah i mean to the point where he wouldn't even he wouldn't even listen to anything we were throwing at him and so I, uh, I'm excited about the potential of what the rest of the season holds. And we, you know, we may even be uh, sitting here shooting deer while everybody else's season is over. I know it. Much, you know? Yeah. Oh no, so. November's over. I don't know what we're gonna do. Right? <laughs> like, listen, deer die in December in Texas all the time, oh, fellas. Yeah. Yep. We'll be fine. So anyway, I'm excited about it. Um, and we've got. Uh, oh, don't forget the uh, the Instagram. Uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you're in the running for the annual premium membership from Onyx. Uh, we're doing giving four of those away, and um, yeah, just keep if you want to keep tabs on what we were doing in Kansas. Uh, I think the next hunt in that series, the Rutcation series, um, is uh, kind of a lackluster day, and I don't know. I think we kind of got like uh, burnt out that day a little bit and decided not to do a whole lot of interviews and stuff. So there may yeah. not be a bunch of explanations and, and stuff going on if i can actually put that video together but uh the day after that was definitely one Woo! one worth talking about yeah. so uh one way or another here in the next few days y'all probably be able to see a uh, pretty interesting um encounter we had while we we're up there so anything else that we were wanting to talk about man man not too much just uh i think that if more than anything there are some people including us who are getting a touch burnout you know it's it's not a grind it's enjoyable we yeah. love it but there are parts of it especially the only four hours a night of sleep that yeah. can really wear on you and just remember we do this because it's fun and we enjoy it and if you're yeah. not enjoying it do something to make sure you do enjoy yeah. it you know we you and i kind of took the weekend off yeah and uh i felt a lot better this morning yeah. going out you know yeah and i feel and by having a decent hunt and, and learning from deer mm-hmm. i feel even better about tomorrow i think you know yeah, i'll probably sure. be more tired because i have to get up early again but um you know i don't know it's exciting and you're right man like there if it becomes and i've talked about this before on several podcasts but if if it starts to become that grind or that drag or drudgery or whatever it might be then don't let it i mean don't make it be that go get a nap or sleep in one day i mean you're i mean you're not going to kill him from your bed but you're also probably going to like really hurt your chances and be have like a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're kind of bad mood and 
you know, tired and negative, you know. Yeah, if you're not keyed that. up, then, I mean, and not performing at your best, what's the point in going, right? right? Yeah, so and, might as well take take a little time off. Uh, we've been pretty good at eating junk food and making ourselves so good. Yeah, so. that's right, dude. A couple <laughs> Snickers and a Reese's cheer anybody up. That's but, right. You know, uh, on Saturday, uh, speaking of junk food, um, I decided to take my wife with me, and we just went and said it's really easy to get to place. I woke her up a touch late, didn't get her in a big hurry that morning. We got out there probably ah, 30 minutes later than what I wanted to, stopped at the donut shop on the way, nice. bumped a little buck whenever we went in, and you know what? I didn't really care just yeah. because it was like a good time to just enjoy being in the woods, yeah. you know, and she had fun. I had fun. Now she's like happy that, you know, I took her to do something in hunting season Yeah, and attitudes are all better all around, that's man. Right. It that's works a, out. That's a good point, man. That's definitely something to think about. Yeah. Uh, something that I might need to try to figure yeah. out how to do sometimes. Today's soon. my anniversary, so I have to uh, Oh snap. I have to go home and uh, make sure that I still am allowed to go hunting more this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, that should be a man. problem. Thanks for spending your anniversary with You're me. You're welcome, man. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah. Yeah, happy anniversary, Tyler. Well, I'm glad you remembered your anniversary. <laughs> me too, dude. Uh, I've only had two of them now, so I'm sure that somewhere between There's a deer right there what? in the ditch. Alive? I think it had CWD. What is going on? I don't know. Oh was, my gosh. Doe. Did you see it? Happy anniversary, Doe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyways, well, uh, let's go have some more fun, dude. Yeah, really. I can't wait to hear your hunt tomorrow goes, dude. I'm going to be cheering you on, possibly from a tree stand closer to my home location. i got to get some work done tomorrow, but I know that you're going to have a great hunt. Yeah, I think I am too, man. I'm excited to get up in there. Uh, don't forget to tell your wife happy anniversary. I will. And remember, this is your element. Living it. Are you looking for relentless performance for your firearms? If so, Riptide Armory is the ultimate destination for superior gun cleaning and protection. Riptide Armory offers American-made, innovative products out of Arvada, Colorado. Whether it's the delicate finish of a collectible or the rugged exterior of a tactical weapon, you can clean without risk of damage. Visit RiptideArmory.com and discover the difference true quality can make for your firearms. Riptide Armory, a veteran-founded business. I've been telling you guys about Land.com to help you find a place to call your own and do all the hunting and fishing and hanging with the family that you want. While owning your own piece of land is something that can generate memories, I can speak to this personally because my family, we own a couple small, beautiful little backcountry parcels it can also generate income in both the near and long term like starting a rental business slash family compound that can benefit both this and future generations check out the hundreds of thousands of rural listings from across america enough dreaming about it land.com is the place to find and invest in your open space 